Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Today, we have on with us Candice Birch. Candice is an internationally recognized hormone <laughs> health educator. We are so excited to yes. have her because we have so many questions. Endless. I'm, I'm going to be so honest with you guys, with Candice. Like, I feel like hormones is something that I know so little about like yeah. virtually nothing and I feel very dumb that I don't know about like, like that's very my common. body in this way so I'm really excited to like ask you all the questions Candice and yeah. I think a lot of 20 year old women can relate to that of feeling like very unsure what the heck our hormones are doing yeah so we're so excited well, to have you thank you thank you for having me on I'm happy to contribute any knowledge I have that makes sense and I have to say I didn't think about hormones much when I was younger actually I didn't think about them much at all until I was scaring my children with my hormonal mood swings when I was in my 40s. I was already in my late 40s and I started going into perimenopause and I was having a hot flash every 20 minutes and a mood swing in between and I had a six-year-old and a nine-year-old and they were just looking at me like, mommy, when did you get so mean? Why are you know? And I just one day I looked at Ryan and there were tears in her eyes. She was scared of me. So I just, you know, but but really, you know, until it becomes very relevant to you, although a lot of women in their 20s that I talk to are having all kinds of problems and they are not necessarily knowing that they're hormonal. So, you know, whatever information we can lend to shed light and open up people's minds and their awareness, you're doing a good a good thing by, you know, passing it on. Thank you. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into all those questions. I know me and Brenda just had a conversation the other day where she was feeling a little off and I was like, maybe it's hormonal. Like maybe it's like, it's so out of our control. So I'm excited to really break that all down. But before we do that, Candice, I want you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from. And if you don't mind saying how old you are. (laughs) Well, that's going to be a shock. Um, (laughs) So I was saying I, w- I was an older mom, mm-hmm. so you can figure it out. If I was four, if I was 37 when I had Jessie, and she is now 34, mm-hmm. what does that make me? 60. No way. No, no. Are you lying? Yeah. No. <gasps> wow. So I'm, Guys, I am. You would never you guess. Don't, you don't see her right now. We do. There's no shot. There's no shot. <laughs> Someone's lying. <laughs> Well, you know, I've been, I've been, yeah, I had my kids late. I had Ryan, my youngest, when I was 41. Wow. So yeah, they're in their 30s and I'm just hitting into my early 70s now, which is kind of a shock for me. Yeah. But I do think that balancing, you know, being aware of hormone balancing and natural ways to get a handle on it has helped me age gracefully so that I don't feel like I'm a complete, you know, I feel good for my age. I'm not trying to compete with my beautiful daughters. You know, we all just want to feel good for whatever age we are and balanced. But my background is I I have a master's degree in health education. Mm -hmm. And I got that degree when I had several years of being a ski bum in Aspen, Colorado. And I hurt my knees. I hurt my knees really badly skiing down all the 
the big runs and not knowing what the hell I was doing. But, you know, eventually started teaching skiing. I was skiing every day and I got into this situation where my knees were always swollen. So I went the route of getting cortisone shots and all of this. And then I realized this isn't working. And I started reading about natural health. So I went back to school. I went to grad school and got this degree in health education. I thought about being a doctor. I thought about, and then I thought, no, I don't really want to treat people. I want to educate people, help them become aware of how we stay healthy and how, you know, most diseases are preventable especially 20th century diseases, so 21st century. So that's what I got into, health maintenance, disease prevention. And I also had a very interesting little stint living in England for a long time where I was a health journalist for a magazine that's like, which, what's the magazine here? Consumer Reports. So I worked for the equivalent of that in London for several years. My daughters were born there. And then we moved back to the States and I carried on as a journalist. And then I became, when I got into that, what I just described to you of scaring my children with my hot flashes and mood swings, I realized I'm in perimenopause. You know, I'm, I'm up and down here. I'm fluctuating. My hormones are going off, bouncing off the walls. And so am I. So I decided I better start specializing in hormones. And I had read a book called What Your Doctor May Not Tell You About Menopause by Dr. John R. Lee, who studied with a doctor in in England about natural hormones. And he also wrote a book called What Your Doctor May Not Tell You About Premenopause, which is a good book for younger women to read. Mm, But he identified the idea that there are hormone imbalances, that your hormones can fall out of balance. And hormones are, they're messengers, they're chemical messengers that cause a reaction in the cells of the body in response to a demand. Mm. So let's say you're working out really hard and your body needs more strength and energy there's going to be a signal sent oh she's lifting weights let's boost that testosterone level mm-hmm. you know so there's a feedback loop with hormones anyway i started reading and getting really into this and i wrote to dr lee and said you know i'm a woman in my late 40s i had children late i'm bouncing off the walls with all these symptoms i'm also a health educator and i really want to specialize in this can i come and sit at your knee can i learn from you and he wrote back saying i'm kind of i'm retired but there's a very uh well-known dr david zava in portland oregon where you live and go talk to him. He's my comrade in arms, and he runs a hormone testing lab. So this was in 2000. I went to the hormone, I I called them up right away, and I said, Dr. John Lee said I should call you. (laughs) I love it. And Dr. Zava was a biochemist, cancer researcher, breast cancer researcher. And by the way, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so we can talk a bit about that. But he immediately hired me as his director of education. He actually said he was looking for someone like me, but he didn't know how to put an ad in the paper because he needed to say that they have had to have experienced a hot flash. Oh my God. <laughs> he, he didn't know how to advertise for someone that had had hot flashes and night sweats and mood right, swings. Right, right. You can't really put that in wording. a politically correct way. <laughs> yeah, it can't be a requirement for the job. But uh, right. when I was sitting with him that day, I was having hot flashes like madness and oh I was manning myself and, and he hired me right away. Wow. So See, I ended up. Our like, downfalls can be our, our, greatest, our strength. greatest strength. Our greatest yes. strength. So yeah, he hired me and then I 
you know, ended up working there for 12 years as their director of education, which means Dr. Zava created um, a way of, he didn't develop saliva testing, but saliva hormone testing is a way to measure active hormone levels that have left the bloodstream and are in were at work in the tissues of the body where hormones do their thing. Mm-hmm. He was testing those levels in saliva and also writing a report that said, you got hot flashes, you probably, you know, let's look at your levels and correlate where your hormones are with the symptoms you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now it's 20 years later, I've been practicing on my own, but was with them for such a long time. During the heyday of when functional medicine doctors were becoming big, you know, integrative medicine, naturopathic medicine was just gaining the ascendancy. People were moving over to more natural remedies for problems. The Women's Health Initiative came out showing that, that synthetic hormone replacement therapy was killing women, giving them heart attacks and breast cancer that was unacceptably greater risk than benefit. So I was kind of in that heyday of all these people gathering and I went to conferences and worked with all the doctors and have liaisons with, you know, everybody in those pioneers in the field of moving moving this conversation into a place that says, hey, you could have a hidden hormone imbalance. Those symptoms that you're living with are not necessarily normal. Um, and we can t- and, and you don't have to be, you know, people become their symptoms. They mm-hmm. think, oh, I'm just tired all the time. My mother had horrible head periods so that's why I do or you know my aunt had breast cancer so that's why I'm gonna get it or you know so and so is you know I've always been a bitch on wheels can I swear on your show you know it's just this is not necessary folks and there's something you can do about it so I studied I sat at the knee of the people in the forefront of this movement and I'm just still on the soapbox talking hormone balance and helping women figure out what's going on with them and uh, you know once you do and you take action which you can do with natural remedies you can feel a whole hell of a lot better so that's that's a short rundown such important work and I feel like we even know so many women in our lives that feel so powerless over their bodies over their health over symptoms like you were saying that they don't know where they're coming from and it's just such important work and I'm so glad that we get to sit down with you and talk about it because I think a lot of people don't even know that like it's an it's an option that they have that they can look into their hormones to see if anything is going on there Mm -hmm. we don't no one really you know your regular doctor doesn't really talk to you about at all that. you go for your yearly visit uh i just think it's something that really needs to be talked about and discovered more and i think it would be helpful to so many women if it were for sure we yeah. have so many friends that like like julia said do feel powerless and it's just not something it's not something that we talk about and I feel like from hearing you actually on other podcasts, that was kind of our door to, or our window, whatever we want to call it, to, to thinking, oh, maybe like there is something more, right. or if there is, how do we incorporate this as part of our lives? And yeah, it's definitely super important. So for anyone that doesn't know about you and what exactly you do, can you tell us a little bit about your hormone balance? What can people expect from it? What does it entail? You're consulting. Yeah. So thanks for asking. I was, you know, I was talking about being a director of education at ZRT Lab, which is one of the biggest hormone testing labs in the country now, where I got my experience. But I always felt frustrated a bit because I could never talk to the women that we were helping because I was an executive. And so I was always in meetings and I was always, you know, 
I had my team and I had to delegate and we had so much to do. I never actually got a chance. So at a certain point, I thought I need to get my own little practice going so I can talk to women directly. And that's what I do now. Uh, you know, I'm online. Obviously, that's an easy way to go. The testing is home collection anyway. So because we want you to test your hormones at the optimal time throughout in your cycle, when women, women who are cycling need to test on particular days, and they need to test four times throughout the course of one day. So you need to be home collecting your saliva morning, noon, evening, bedtime. So we send the kit. We have a symptom quiz on our website, which is yourhormonebalance.com. We have tons of information there and on our Instagram, which my daughters, Ryan and Jess, Jess is a, she's a holistic health coach. And we've got tons of information out there. So women are finding us and learning about different things about, you know, what's what's the culprit behind PMS? Why, what's going on with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome? Why is your libido low when you're only 25 years old? So we're, we're putting all this stuff out. People are finding us. They order the test kit online. We have a symptom quiz, which I advise everyone to take, which gives, you know, that's where it starts. You have to have awareness that these things you're going through are not not normal, that there are symptoms of a hormonal imbalance. And knowing what those symptoms are is really important. So that quiz is on our website. Important to take that, get a sense of what's going on. And then we have a, you know, a kit that can be ordered and sent anywhere. We, I just talked to a woman in Sweden yesterday. I've wow. talked to people in Hong Kong, Egypt. I mean, you wouldn't believe that everybody seems to hear these podcasts or yeah, get online yeah, or something. Absolutely. But it's, it's really, it's great to be able to collect at home, send your, you know, saliva samples are um, stable at room temperature. They can be sent back to this lab in Portland. The results take about five to seven business days. So that that can be, you know, that can be a total of 10 days if you're counting weekends. We get the results sent to us. I review them. We send a note to you and say, hey, your results are in. Let's book a time to talk to Candace or Jesse, or we're building out a team, people that can take you through those results and say, wow, no wonder you can't sleep at night. Yeah. Look at your cortisol levels. Mm-hmm. Or wow, no wonder your period is so bad that you have to leave work at least one day a month, you know, because yeah. you, you, you're in a fetal ball in pain. Oh, we can, so I, I actually spend a good 30, 45 minutes with people on phone. So basically the test kit is saliva. There are four tubes in the kit. You collect morning, noon, evening, night, and we're measuring, as I was saying, master female hormones that control your cycle, testosterone, DHEA, the most abundant hormone in the body, and adrenal stress hormones. We're measuring the the diurnal curve over the course of one day to see, is that pattern following the normal curve? Is it where it should be? Are you waking up in the morning with a good amount of cortisol, the get up and go hormone, or are you... Is it flatlined and low when it should be high and high at night when it should be low? People have all kinds of... And then we're, we, we collect symptoms. So everyone fills out a requisition with 144 symptoms. Wow. So those symptoms will be correlated back to the imbalances that we can identify in the report. And I always am talking... I was just talking to someone at three o'clock and I said, so, you know, I always say, does this make sense? Is this resonating with you? Mm-hmm. Is, you know, and people are actually half the time, there's like so relieved that there's a reason for the way they're feeling. Yeah, you know, most people come to 
in there saying, I really hoped that something was wrong, mm-hmm. you know, because I need, yeah. I need some answers. I yeah, need to exactly. For sure. And I think that's the work you do is so, is so wonderful because I think there, there, it's like a double-edged sword of sorts. Like there are pieces of people that start to say, oh, well, this is just the way that I am. And, you know, start to blame themselves or really make it a part of their identity and mm-hmm. make part of their identity suffering, which yeah. is not fun. Then another piece of why I think what you do is important is because it gives people an answer and even if it's not an answer that they like or you know not one they expected it's still something where hopefully you guys are able to provide them with maybe some steps to manage the symptoms or maybe totally shift what's going on and I think so often we live our lives in so many ways passively or don't realize there's another option so having this and realizing oh you have one of these symptoms right like this is you're not crazy yes especially that because I'm sure at a lot of places you know you can go somewhere and share something and and they probably don't always validate it in the way that you hope. Well, you know, you were saying that a lot of your friends, you're not talking about this or the doctor doesn't talk about this. And it, it, I'm still finding it to be true that I'd say the most often asked question is why didn't my doctor say anything about this? Yeah. Why did my doctor put me on, tell me I have to go back on birth control? I really don't want to be on birth control. I see a, a big trend in younger women to wanting to get off of birth control, especially when they've been on it since they were 13 years old. And now they're 29 or 30, that's a long time to be on synthetic hormones. And that alone creates imbalances that are, you know, really chronic and and can be even, you know, increasing your risk for illnesses and problems down the road when you're older. So I think women in their 20s, you know, there are three stages of this whole process. There's there's no way you're going to get out of being in menopause. Mm -hmm. That's inevitable. (laughs) But that doesn't happen until you're 50 or 51. And that's defined as 12 sequential months without a period. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, there's all kinds of, you know, I talk to women in their 20s who have the same symptoms as women in their 50s. Because, and and like you said, there are things that people might not want to hear because this is, this is a holistic thing that has to do with stress management. What's your eating like? What's your exercise like? You know, how do you manage stress? And besides the call, I should mention, we do have an action plan. So a couple days after the phone call where everything's discussed, I personalize an action plan that provides focus sheets. Like if you can't sleep or if you have terrible anxiety, which is a very common thing. Anxiety is very common right now. I mean, duh, look what's going on. But it's also, there's a lot of anxiety in general because we're our the world we're living in has an abundance of stress in it. But it's how you manage that. So, you know, I may have to say to people, hey, are you on your computer and your cell phone right before bed? Especially people that aren't sleeping and they'll yep. almost invariably say, That's a problem. Yep. That's one hundred all the things that people don't want to do. They don't want to turn their phones yeah. off. They don't want to wake up earlier to go on that walk. They don't want to change their diet. It's the it's not just take a like you said, it's not just take a pill and feel better. It's it's those things that feel the hardest to do because we're so used to doing them one way. And when someone's like, oh, time to change, people can be so resistant, even though obviously it can change your life. But, you know, I should say also that when you have a hormonal imbalance, and usually these things, you know, I call it a hidden hormone imbalance, mm-hmm. it's sabotaging your best efforts. Yeah. You know, people are doing, a lot of women your age are really smart. They're doing, they're eating well. They, they have an exercise routine. They know about herbal adaptogens. They're eating clean. They 
got a lot going on, but they're trying really hard. And yet sometimes you can't get the motivation to do what you need to do. Some people can't exercise. They just don't have any energy. That's not their fault. It's, you know, so it's usually, you know, I say, blame it on your hormones. If you have symptoms that are keeping you from making the changes you need to make, that's, Mm. you know, it's not to say change your diet. You know, yes, there are suggestions that are going to help that we know will help. Yeah. But but in the beginning, it's often like we may need to get you on some B-complex to break down that energy molecule we, and support your adrenals. We may need to help you get, maybe you're going to use some natural plant-based progesterone because your progesterone is so low that you're not, ov- and you're not ovulating, perhaps. I see this in people that are extremely, you know, people who are strict vegans and plant-based mm-hmm. people who are not getting the right combination. And I'm not saying, I'm saying comma, those who don't get the right amount of protein, fats in their diet, there are many people that are plant-based that go their go-to is kind of carbs. Right. Yeah, and definitely. plant-based eating is ideal as long as you're providing the right proteins and fats within that. A lot of people are very aware and other people don't have the time. And that can really take a hit on your ovulation. And when you don't ovulate, which is a big issue for your age group, you you need to be understanding what can I do to make sure I'm ovulating? I mean, that's, you know, and that gets into fiber and good fat. Well, Protein and fats, that's the building blocks of hormones. So, you know, you can't skimp on those. Over-exercise is a big reason why women don't ovulate. You know, too much spinning, high-intensity interval training, and no balance with, you know, the best way to do that is do that. Great. Lift weights, you know, boost your testosterone, get the cardio in, but also blend it with Pilates or swimming or walking, deep breathing, things that are, you know, the release tension that we hold in the muscles. So we need a. so it, it's kind of like finding the balance, but sometimes you need a little bit of supplementation first to be able to feel like you can even go do that. Yeah, you know? I'm so glad you said that because mm-hmm. we can, again, back to the frustration thing, we could feel so frustrated at our bodies for not having the energy, for not yeah. feeling the way we want to feel. And we could be so hard on ourselves. But I think that that, just hearing that allows for people to be like, okay, yeah, take a breath. Something else is possible. And it, it, yeah. it's not my fault. It's not my and fault. And I love that yeah. you said, blame yeah. it on your hormones. But you said that, but it's not like blame it on your hormones and stay there. It's blame it on your hormones and seek someone that has knowledge on this to help you understand what's going on and help you create an action plan so that you can feel better. And you mentioned birth control. Control. And I just kind of want to circle back to that because we, yeah, we were having this conversation. Yeah, we were having this conversation and I feel like when we started going, we're, we're both on birth control right now and we were discussing it the other day and I'm like, I don't think I actually have any clue like what's in here, what it does, how long you're able to take it, what the effects are. Like, I don't think I ever had that conversation with anyone, including my doctor. And I feel like so many women, granted people live in different areas, people have different beliefs and all that and use it for different reasons. But, you know, it's just interesting that a lot of people that we know are are on this and, and don't know much about it. Yeah. <laughs> so help. Well, you know, help. to be fair, did you learn this in sex ed? I mean, did we get this in a sex ed class in school or in a health education class? I mean, hello, I was the first one in line for the birth control pill back in the 60s. I I wanted to live with my boyfriend. I didn't want to get pregnant. I started the birth control pill in 1967, and I, they were very strong then. 
lots of hormones. Yeah. I remember my skin, which had been fine, broke out in the worst acne. It was horrible. But, you know, so I'm not, I am not, please don't anybody think that I'm judging you for using birth control. I mean, we have to plan our families. We have to have some control here. But if you, you know, what I, what the stance that I have decided that I must take Mm -hmm. is that there are very powerful synthetic hormones in birth control. The whole, the whole aim of birth control, hormonal birth control is to shut down ovulation so that you're not, you know, so that you can't get pregnant. You're not making an egg that can be, um, that a sperm can get into and you're, you're, you're stopping that process. By doing that, you're stopping the process of natural, naturally occurring hormone production. Mm-hmm. So the hormones you're running on are these synthetic, very potent hormones that have side effects mm-hmm. and that over time create imbalances. And what's interesting is that I think it's around 50, an estimated 52, 54% of women. And I think there's an article on our Instagram at Your Hormone Balance. Check that out. I think it's coming up this week that are on, horm- uh, on hormonal birth control, but they're not using it for contraception. They're on it because their skin, because they had bad skin. They want to stop the acne or they're on it because their periods are heavy and painful mm-hmm. and they can't deal with them or they're on it because they're, they have horrible PMS. But those things are hormonal imbalances. And, you know, to use birth control to, you know, to just shut everything down just creates other problems long term. So if women listening here are not sexually active and don't need to be on contraception for that purpose and are using it because they want to clear up their skin or believe me, it's better to test your hormones, know what your baseline levels are, and restore hormone balance naturally with things like chaste berry, which is an herb that's been used for 200 years wow. to restore irregular periods, with things like bioidentical plant-based progesterone cream, which brings your levels up to normal and balance estrogen. You know, estrogen is a growth hormone, mm-hmm. and that's great if you're growing an egg in the ovary or if you're growing the lining of the endometrium for your period to be shed, you know, estrogen grew all our female organs, mm-hmm. our, our uterus, our ovaries, our breasts, our curves. That's, it's the angel of life. But when estrogen gets to grow in too much, it creates things like fibroids and endometriosis and breast cancer down the road, long-term. Short-term, it makes heavy, heavy periods because it's growing, growing, growing that lining, the uterine lining, it keeps thickening. And without the influence of a balance of progesterone, and we can see that in a test result and say, no wonder you're, you know, you're having the worst periods ever. Yeah. Um, no wonder you're having, you know, there was a doctor in England, Dr. Katerina Dalton, who, this is back in the 50s. She had struggled with migraine headaches all her life. When she got pregnant, she noticed she didn't have any migraine. So when, after she, you know, she started studying, what are the hormones that your body is high in when you're pregnant? Well, it's, you know, your baby, that fetus is swimming in a sea of progesterone and estrogens and everything's at a great, you know, high optimal level. Now, when people give birth, sometimes those hormones go out, baby with the bathwater, and now you're in postpartum depression. Right before your period starts, those hormones drop and you have, may have horrible PMS. So what's important to understand is that you can replenish and replace and restore hormone levels if you have terrible symptoms without having to be on birth control. 
Now, if you're, if you are needing to be on birth control because you're in a relationship lately, I mean, I think it's fantastic. Obviously, non-hormonal uh, IUDs, the copper IUD, which some women hate because it gives them heavier periods, but other women just cruise. It can be hard the first week or month, yeah. but there are also all these great fertility apps now. Yeah. These tracking apps. You've got natural cycles. There's um, the flow tracker. If if your listeners have not read the book Woman Code by Alyssa Vitti, I would say run out and get that book. Cool. And try to get cool. Alyssa on your show because she's brilliant. Alyssa, yeah. And try to get Jolene Brighton, who wrote Dr. Jolene Brighton, who's up here in Vancouver up near us. She just wrote a book called Beyond the Pill. And it's a major 30-day detox program that helps you get wean off the pill. And I'll tell you, everybody I talk to, if, the, if you've been on the pill over 10 years, 15 years, and you haven't had a break, that's my position. Time to give your body and your brain a break. If yeah. you're worried about acne is going to come back or my periods are going to come back, take the, the month or two to to wash out your system, then test your hormones, see what your levels are, and start to replenish with some of the lovely natural options we have available to us. You know, European women have been using natural plant-based hormones for decades. In our country, we got big pharma, and they don't want us to use natural stuff because they can't patent it. There's no profit when you use a natural substance. But believe me, there's plenty. And and another thing I hear all the time is my doctor says the only thing I can do to stop these symptoms is to go on birth control. Mm, yep. I'm sorry. That is that in many cases is BS as in bad science. I mean, it is not absolutely necessary to be on birth control to control symptoms that may well be a hormonal imbalance that you've had for ages. You know, so that's really I think there are choices. There are non-hormonal birth control options. There are tracking apps. You're only fertile for a few days of the cycle. So I think if you have bad symptoms that you're worried about, and that's why you went on birth control, try it. The uh, try natural hormone balance. Yeah, that's that's a better way to go. Yeah, I think I I think what really loving about that is just having the education is the most important thing. And then you know you can make the decision that's right for you. But like for a lot of women who like I know I was one of them who started very young because of my hormonal acne, I wish that I knew and had the resources to go and test my hormones to see what was going on. Because when I was, you know, now I want to be on the pill because I want to use it for what it's meant for birth control, planning my family when I want. But I wish that I hadn't started it so young because I started it way before I was sexually active and I could have saved myself years of being on yeah. it if I you yeah. know, had the education of knowing that there were these natural things that maybe I could have done to help with my hormonal acne and then started the pill, you know, years later when I was actually using it for what, totally. for what it's actually yeah, meant for. Yeah, exactly, because, because it shuts down ovulation, the main hormone you make upon ovulation is progesterone which is the balancing hormone which helps you sleep which is the which helps the adrenals make cortisol the hormone that controls your energy levels your sleep wake cycle your immunities against illness i mean it's really i i don't want to sound like maybe i sound like i'm down on birth control i don't want no, to be but no, i am no, down no, no. I'm definitely down on the use of birth control 
if right. you're not using it for its intended for purpose. Absolutely. And then that even, makes complete sense. And even then, if you have complex imbalances, consider trying to rebalance naturally or going on a non-hormonal form of birth control. And we've, at Your Home Unbalance, we always send out a, lit, you know, a, a focus sheet about all the different options that are available. Because actually, I find it surprising how many younger women do want to take a break. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. Oh, if they've been- I know been, a lot of people sure. that too. Yeah. yeah. Or who have thought about it or all that. But that really, that does make a lot of sense. And yeah. I think our listeners will be grateful. And just to know there's a place they can go to, to get the information that they that are they seeking. Absolutely. And I know that you mentioned that women have a greater risk of developing thyroid problems than men. Why is this? I feel and like we hear about thyroid. Yeah. Like thyroid's like a that? hot topic yes. right now. Like, and, and I think and things can develop over time. So why do these issues, when do these issues commonly develop with your thyroid imbalances? Um, and how can we identify them? Because, you know, I, we were looking at your website and all these symptoms and I'm like, hmm, maybe that's one of them. Maybe that's <laughs> one of them. Like, how do you know when it's, when it's serious, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, let me put in a plug for my, um, my own podcast, which is called WTF. Women Talking Frankly. I started with a good nurse practitioner friend here in Portland, Oregon, and we're sort of more, you know, we talk a lot about menopause because we're women of a certain age. I guess you all know what age I am. But, <laughs> um, but our last, inter the, the interview that is going up, the next episode is the part one of a whole conversation with Dr. Allison McAllister about thyroid oh, amazing. and women. Oh, so Go over there every so day. So part two coming up, but I think this part one will be up, it should be up tonight or, well, it'll be up in a couple of days. So womentalkingfrankly.com, it's on, we're on Spotify and all those podcasts. But you know, what's so interesting is that yes, women have, I think it's seven times more thyroid issues than men. And they, they often crop up in the perimenopause years. Mm. And that is because during perimenopause, you know, women in their late 30s, 40s, that's when the ovaries start to become a little less reliable with ovulation mm. and hormones start to shift. And that's what we call the roller coaster years. Women start bouncing off the walls with they're gaining weight in their belly. They never had a problem. They're PMSing like crazy. Their mood swings are terrible. They're having starting to have hot flashes. They're, they're starting to have all these symptoms. And the reason is because for a lot of women, especially considering that's where we have to look at what's your stress level, what kind of diet do you have? Are you over exercising? What's going on in your life? Depending on all that, a lot of women are going are, are are not ovulating, so they're not making progesterone, so they're becoming estrogen dominant. Mm -hmm. And as it happens, so estrogen dominant dominance, let me define it, can be a normal estrogen level, a high estrogen level, obviously, or even a low estrogen level if progesterone is that much lower, relatively right. speaking. Right. So when we measure hormones, look at your, we measure your estradiol levels, that's the most potent of the estrogens. We measure your progesterone, but we also measure the balance between them, like the proportion of progesterone relative to estrogen. If estrogen is in excess, it actually blocks thyroid function. So that gets into chemistry. There are binding hormones that, that actually bind up thyroid hormone based on how much estrogen we're talking about. But think of it as a road block. Because with thyroid, you have to, there's T4, which is thyroxin, the most abundant thyroid hormone. But that T4, though it is the most abundant, is not active. It has to convert to T3. 
And I'm not a thyroid expert, by the way. But, but T4 has to convert to T3 for thyroid to be active, you know, to help you keep your weight. And, you know, all this, I'll talk about the symptoms of that. But when that conversion doesn't happen because of an, un, usually because of an underlying imbalance, mm -hmm. then you start to feel you get all these signs and symptoms of thyroid illness. Like maybe you can't lose weight and women are going, I've always been able to lose weight. All I had to do was stop eating in five days and, I, and now I can't lose weight no matter what I do. Yep. Um, you know, or your skin becomes dry, your hair becomes dry, you, get, you may get constipated, your libido is low, you feel lethargic and you, know, you can't think straight and it feels like thyroid and especially with weight gain, women rush to the doctor, please test my thyroid, it's got to be thyroid, I can't lose weight, I'm doing everything right, test comes back normal. There's something called functional hypothyroidism, mm -hmm. which is a reference to thyroid is functioning. Mm -hmm. Your thyroid's fine. The gland is healthy. It's functioning. It's making T4, but that roadblock is coming in. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not converting to the active T3. And that can be, we can see what's going on. If you're estrogen dominant and it shows up in a test result, and, we, and you've got symptoms of thyroid imbalance, which by the way, overlap greatly with general symptoms like low libido, fatigue, et cetera. Then there's also adrenal stress. If your adrenals are tired, if you're in an adrenal fatigue situation, like the last two years of your life have been just like too much going on, mm -hmm. piling on, accumulating, people say to me, why are my adrenal levels so low? My life is so stressful. I thought they'd be off the charts. No, the adrenals are like little, these little pyramid glands. They're pumping like crazy to create energy for you, but they can't wow. keep it up if, if we're constantly burning the candle at both ends and we're not sleeping and we're not getting protein and we're using birth control. You know, it's oh kind my of- mind is blown. <laughs> So, you know, and we're over exercising and we're in relationships and not being, you know, not handling and resolving things. Adrenal stress is, is anything. It, yeah. it, it could be great career success. It yeah. can be, I love my job, but I work for, you know, 80 hours a week. Yeah. It can be the woman I talked to yesterday who loves her children, but she's always with them and she, they're little, they're little mm -hmm. and she never has a moment to herself and she yeah. feels run down and achy and she can't, she always feels like she's going to, she's about to catch something or come down with something. She doesn't have time, you know, for 15 minutes for herself. She's run down her and she thought she'd be way high stress levels. No, they're, they're low. The adrenals get tired. They get, and there's a lot of controversy about some doctors want to say, oh, there's no such thing as adrenal fatigue. Well, well, there is. And, you know, Dr. James Wilson wrote the book, Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century Syndrome, which is another important book to read. The adrenals just can't keep pumping for you if you're not feeding them and nourishing them. Yeah. And that means rest, relaxation, taking a break. Sometimes I say to people, make a list of the 10 things you love to do most in all the world. That is an easy list to make. You know, the stuff that relaxes you, that brings you joy, camping, going to play. Well, the theater is not happening now, but whatever it is that you love, scrapbooking, singing, playing the piano. And then you go back through that list and go, so when's the last time I did any of those things? Mm. You know, people are always, they're on all the time. We are living in from the neck up. We have stress from the neck up. We are not turning it off. We're not even just, you know, I talked to a woman the other day who said she has learned that just by turning her cell phone off at night, 
turning it off. She feels so liberated. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like a mountain on us all the time. So this piling on accumulates. You have to, so between adrenals that are underperforming and estrogen imbalances, progesterone, all these hidden imbalances, that's where thyroid issues become very significant for women. Um, you, if it's adrenal, you're going to get weight gain in the waist and in the belly. If it's estrogen dominance, you're going to have weight gain in the hips and the thighs and the bottom, and it's going to be really hard to move it. And you're also going to feel lethargic and depressed and like nothing works, nothing I do works. Yeah. And you're also going to be, you may be even, if you have adrenal imbalance you could, and you're not sleeping well, the appetite hormones operate on the sleep-wake cycle. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not sleeping, then the appetite hormones, ghrelin and leptin, which are like they sound like little elves out of a <laughs> Swedish fairy tale. But ghrelin is the hunger hormone. If you don't sleep, it, you know they say short sleepers are six point five hours. Less than six hours a night, that hunger hormone is going to go up. That's a stress response. Yeah. You're not getting enough sleep. So your hunger hormone is going to go up and say, eat, eat. You know, you need fuel. Yeah. You, you, we want you to eat. And leptin, the hormone that says you're, you're full, goes down. So now you always feel hungry. You have cravings. You, you don't know why. And so is that your fault? No, you are hardwired to overeat. Yeah. But because hormone imbalance. So, but then that goes back to what's the lifestyle? How are we taking care of ourselves and our, you know, and our hormones, including our adrenals? Women in menopause, they have to take care of those adrenals because guess what? They pick up the slack mm -hmm. when the ovaries pack their bags and are done. Yeah. When we're 51 or bound 51, the ovaries are like, bye-bye, curtains. Yeah. They're not making... They're not making much hormone for us. Yeah. That's, so yeah, it's the that's, adrenals that pick it up. So I hope that's a long explanation, yeah, but it, the, yeah, basic, the basic point is women's hormones and women's stress, and women are notorious for taking care of everyone but themselves. Yes. I went and had a facial today, and it was the first time I've had a facial in um, a year. You know, it's like, do for yourself. I, I talked to a woman the other day, her levels were so flatlined. And I said, show your husband these levels and tell him he needs to take care of the kids one day a week at least, 100%. or two. You need time. This is for your health. You need to make time for yourself. You cannot be every everything for everybody, which we try to be. And you know the old, put the oxygen mask on yourself yes, before absolutely. you. Absolutely. So. That, that's so important. And that was actually really interesting to listen to because we've had a lot of women on the podcast who have struggled with their relationship with food and body and with their hormones in turn, who've gone on extreme diets and over-exercise and all this stuff. And a lot of them ultimately feel crazy because they're in these phases of not sleeping enough, of overeating, um, over you know, over-exercising. And then they start to feel like there's something wrong with me like I'm trying to lose weight but I can't stop eating like I have this urge to to do that and I think it just it all makes a lot of sense. Like there is more to that than we believe. But yeah, also right. kind of going off of that, what are some things that we can do in relation to food, sleep? You yeah, maybe some sleep. like some blanket things yeah. that everybody can do to just be taking care of their hormones every day. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there's so much, but I mean, I think it's important to start your morning with, you know, get out in the fresh air, have a walk, don't look at your cell phone right away. And in the, at night, turn that damn thing off. Turn yeah. those devices off. Have an hour before bed with, read a book, you know, have the light shining on the book, not blue light in your eyes, which we know blocks melatonin, mm -hmm. the sleep hormone, and raises your cortisol even more. 
as far as eating, I mean, there, there's all that sort of stuff where you learn to turn off, where you learn to take it easy and take breaks and take a long weekend. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I just love to stare into space, have a cup of tea. I used to tell my, my kids when they were little, can mother have 15 minutes to herself? I just oh. want to stare into space. I think there's something in value in canceling certain appointments if you're just too blocked out, you know. The judicious use of the no can do, not not now, I have to have some time for me, build that time in. Bedtime is important, you know, not eating sweets and that sort of thing before bed because that creates a blood sugar drop in the middle of the night, which is a stress reaction, which will raise your cortisol and wake you right up. Yeah. or keep you falling asleep. Um, so you always want to have, you know, protein snacks. I, I, I'm going to be on a podcast, Kelly Levesque, I think you might know, her. she is famous for talking about the fab four, protein, fats, fiber, and greens at every meal. But in relation to ovulation and keep, you know, having a good ovulation a good cycle that's producing a nice complement of hormones. We really need fats. We need good fats and protein. As I said, they're the building blocks of hormones. Cholesterol is actually the backbone wow. of all hormone production. That's so, so we're talking about, yeah, it's interesting because people on cholesterol lowering drugs often have, you know, low hormone levels. Yeah. But it, and people went through that whole phase of being afraid of fat. And now, now uh, we're, you know, full now it's of popular. fat. Yeah. Yes. Now popular. And actually, my daughter, Jess, who's a holistic health coach, Body Bliss by Jess, talks a lot about this. Yeah, she counsels about, you know, how to get those things into your diet every day. But it's hugely important to get, you know, the good fats, the, the coconut oil and the olive oil and the nuts and the seeds and avocado and eggs and you know, all those good fats. I'm not talking about the fat on a steak. I'm talking about it's also, and, and also fiber is hugely important because fiber cuts the absorption of sugar. It slows the absorption of simple processed foods and sugars into the gut so you don't get a spike of insulin. Mm. When you start that blood sugar gets too high, then insulin comes out to try to lower it. Then you get hungry again. You get into this whole spiral of low blood sugar, high blood sugar. No. Blood sugar being stable is the key to adrenal health. So eating, you know, not going for five hours without eating, not skipping breakfast. Although intermittent fasting is an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people ask about that. If your adrenals are really fatigued and tired, I don't suggest it. But I think it's perfectly fine if you're eating good proteins and fats and all those all yeah. those good foods that nourish and strengthen your hormonal your ovaries and your adrenals. And I think people know what those are. Everybody's talking about eating clean, and everyone knows what the good foods are. Yeah, but yeah. if you have sugar cravings, then you know you're not you don't need to be a victim of the sugar cravings. There are things like chromium and different supplements that can help but eat fiber eat protein so to stop these these stress reactions smoothies are great because smoothies are for vegans and plant-based people there's so many good plant-based protein powders a pea protein etc get a smoothie going put some omega gotta have omega-3s for anti-inflammatory action put in b complex so many people need b complex because yeah. the b are essential to energy and to ovulation and they're easily depleted if you're you know if you're working hard all the time and not getting enough rest and you're exercising a lot drinking alcohol too much or caffeine 
caffeine is a is a real whip to the adrenals. It wreaks havoc on the adrenals. Yeah. So you know those kinds of things you want to reduce caffeine. Some people say I have a cup of coffee in the morning. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know we're talking five six cups. That's right. not fine. No. <laughs> That's driving yeah. me over to. But also yeah. even you know you got to watch the Red Bull drinks and the. You know, oh, the, yeah, the, for sure. there are so many better choices. In fact, on our Instagram now, we have a swap out every, oh, every week. Incredible. And, We're going to definitely check and that so out. <laughs> this, you, you thought you liked this, but this is a better choice. Mm-hmm. Also about food, I want to mention really importantly, we want to be eating, when you talk clean and maybe organic, hopefully organic, but not everyone can afford that. But still, you really kind of need to go for hormone free if you want to have because, you know, the commercial meat and dairy industry is jacking their cows up with synthetic estrogens to make them grow fat faster. They're keeping their cows pregnant for 10 months of the year. So they're making hormone all the time. In one glass of milk, you could get 10 to, you know, there's an estimated 10 to 11 different types of estrogen, which are all growth hormones. That's crazy. So you're worried about your weight? Look to your foods. Are you eating meat and bacon and, you know, pork? and beef and chicken that are shot up with hormones. And it's not good enough, by the way, for the label to say no added hormones. It needs to say these animals were raised without hormones or no artificial hormones, you know, a guarantee that, and that on your dairy products, if you're eating dairy, and a lot of people are wary about dairy, wary about dairy. There are so many great swap outs for dairy now. We've got almond milk and oat milk. And I think those are great. That's a great way to get good fats and good protein too the nut milk. I love cashew milk and hemp milk and yogurts also. And, and all these alternatives for, we're so lucky now. We're yes, so um, lucky now. So There's so many alternatives options. now. Yeah. So I'd say, you know, organic, grass fed, clean, 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 no hormones, no antibiotics as best you can do. Lots of good grains, you know, the quinoa and the, there, there's so chia seed pudding in the morning is wonderful. These smoothies, there's so many great ways. And we do provide some information about good eating on, in our action plan. And then Jess is our kind of in-house health coach and is always available for people. But I think those, you know, reducing caffeine, getting into the matchas and the mushroom coffees and yes. the, the mushroom cocos and all these great adaptogenic herbs. Uh, adaptogens are herbs that help the adrenals adapt to stressors. So I'm sure your listeners have heard of maca and rhodiola and ashwagandha. And there are many blends and many types. I recommend um, tinctures that are formulated to a specific outcome. So if you want to sleep, if you want to have an uplift in the in the afternoon when most people kind of crash whose adrenals are tired so there's you know the but but those are the kinds of things that um you know it's food it's diet it's balanced exercise good foods not skipping meals not going forever you know people want to lose weight and so they eat a cookie <laughs> i mean you know not there's just all all kinds of stories but um you know, trying to be, not to be boring, but, but trying to just get in the, the good ingredients and the stress management. And that might be saying to people in your life, you know, this is the way it needs to be for me. 
Yeah. Um, so join me in this. Definitely. And I, you know, that I, I think can be combined in a really positive way is having this knowledge and having care of a professional and also going into something like this with an intention of taking care of yourself. Because I think so often, you know, we can get obsessive, we can be hard on ourselves and feel like we have to do something or like, you know, put pressure and like all that stuff. So I think it's, it's so cool that you guys- And that's only going to add more stress. And it's only going to add more stress. Exactly. So I think it's so cool that you guys help your clients get to the root of what's going on and help them kind of solve something in a way that, you know, doesn't add pressure, but takes away stress and is really with the intention of taking care of themselves. And as a whole, yeah, as a whole whole person, person. exactly. I think that's the key. And I think whatever the persuasion, if you want to be plant-based totally, if you want to do intermittent fasting, if you want to do high intensity exercise and strength training, there's a way to do all of these things in a balanced manner. It doesn't all have to be restrictive to the point where everything's so strict and then everything becomes another chore and another more pressure. You know, this is about taking away the pressure. You know, what are the unnecessary stressors get rid of them rid of them and thank you thank you thank you seriously that i think our listeners will be so grateful to hear the, the word balance and everything you just said <laughs> good i mean i t- i talk to so many women who will say every time they have their period they want to break up with their boyfriend <laughs> divorce their husband run down the street and never come back you know it's <laughs> And I was one of those people. I mean, my daughters yeah. have some famous stories about me. I know that it can't, and, and luckily, again, like all the good foods, and it's also that, ex, uh, talking about hormone-free, that extends to something we call xenoestrogens, which are or endocrine disruptors. I don't know if your listeners have heard that term, but the hormones are part of the endocrine system. And endocrine disruptors are things like phthalates and parabens and polycarbons and heavy metals. You know, all the things that are in medics are loaded with this stuff. There hasn't been a cosmetic safety update of the Cosmetic Safety Act since 1938. So ladies use Beauty Counter, which has natural uh, beauty products, and they're fighting on Capitol Hill to update the Cosmetic Safety Act because these, these uh, chemicals act like hormones. They're endocrine disruptors. They mimic our hormones. They go into the cell. You know, hormone is like a key that opens the lock to a target cell where it does flips all the master switches to our emotions, our mental, physical, mental lives. And um, you get a a, a xeno hormone in there that came from some really strong cleaning product you used or something you put on your skin that was absorbed, that was full of stuff that nobody needed to report. If you can't pronounce the list of ingredients on the back of something, don't buy it. Yeah. Don't buy shampoos that have sulfate. We provide a list of no xenos. And also uh, the environmentalworkinggroup.org has an excellent program called Skin Deep, where if you're in a store, you can check out a, pro- you can check out a product and see oh, how wow. many toxins are in it. That's but amazing. I'm talking cleaning supplies, gardening chemicals, yep. and you know all the personal care products that you use. Oh, Microwaving in plastic is a bad, is a no-no because the plastics heat up and put these fake estrogens into your food drinking out of well we all know we we're pretty hip to i think we're pretty hip to drinking out of stainless steel water bottles now yeah but you know a water a plastic water bottle that sits on the front seat of your car and gets heated yep. up is leaching these xeno hormones into yep. your water yep. so you know it's just stuff to be aware of it's like it's not gonna i found some comet under my sink recently and 
you know, it was, that's a bad step. Yeah. What I mean is this is gradual. I don't go, you know, don't feel stressed about what I'm saying. It's a gradual process. You know, we're all, a lot of us are more home than we were with COVID, but you know, clean out your cupboards and just take it, take it gradually. And again, we've got so many choices and options and great shops and stores to buy this stuff the good alternatives. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, it's just opening our awareness to it and and going and checking out these resources. Thank you, Candice, so much for being so specific. I mean, I've learned so much in this hour. It's unbelievable. And I know that our audience has as well. But before we let you go, we just have two small, small questions for you. (laughs) Um, They can do with hormones. This one can have nothing to do with hormones, whatever you choose. But if you could tell your 20s year old self one thing what would it be <laughs> let's see <laughs> uh, stop having probably i would say have more fun you know don't don't be so don't work don't be be such a workaholic there's time mm-hmm. you know the attitude of i'll sleep when i die change that attitude because <laughs> yes. I was always, you know, going on all cylinders and I, and I got, I think a lot of young people get very burned out and I was pretty burned out in my twenties. I think in your twenties, you, when you're 70, like I am, you think, Oh, it'd be nice to be 20 again, but twenties can be tough because yes. we expect so much of ourselves. So yes. cut yourself some slack, have more fun. Don't take yourself so seriously. And, you know, find, be aware of the symptoms of hormone imbalance so that you don't have to become your symptoms. Know that you can feel better. You probably have forgotten how much better you could feel. So there you have it. So good. (laughs) So good. Seriously. Um, And our last question for you, Candice, is where can people find you, whether it's to get more information about you or if they want to work with you? Well, I was going to say, uh, we're going to offer your listeners $50 off a test kit. That includes the consult and the action plan. And we're going to use, what what would you like to use use for the code? Just if you order. Code R20. R as in red, two, zero. Okay, that's the code that you will put in. Go to uh, www.yourhormonebalance.com. You can, I'd say the Jumpstart Kit is a great place to start to get a good baseline look at all your hormones. We also have a weight balance kit that adds on a vitamin D and a consult with my daughter, Jess, who's the holistic health coach, Body Bliss by Jess. But yeah, and at Your Hormone Balance is the Instagram handle. And we're on Facebook. We're, you know, we're on all those platforms that you got to be on but just think your hormone balance you'll you'll find us and this is about your hormone balance this is what we want you to you know to be aware of that you you have hormones as you said not everybody knows what they do we're going to help you understand what they do how they work how they relate to how you feel right now and and how you can take steps in a self-directed holistic way to get yourself to a place where you feel better and then you you know you're back to you again and then you don't have to look forward to with dread to your menopause or your perimenopause this is the time to think about this stuff now when you're young so that you can be cruising when you're older you know we're living to be 90 we're living into our 90s now we don't have you know we need we need to replenish and rebuild and restore so the journey starts now 
Mm. Yep. Setting up for success. Candice, we can't thank you enough. We've learned so much. You're incredible. The work you're doing is so incredible and important. So for all of the women in our 20s, I'm going to speak for all of us to say thank you. Because we we really, it's important. You're very welcome. And by by the way, I learn a lot from you. I learn a lot from you too. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Candace Birch. As Candace mentioned, she's offering our listeners $50 off her at-home hormone testing kit. All you have to do is go to yourhormonebalance.com and enter code R20 at checkout. That's code R20 at checkout for $50 off your at-home hormone testing kit. Good luck. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.